podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. The Unholy Trinity Podcast. Three blues, three opinions, one Everton podcast. Welcome to episode 34 of the Unholy Trinity Podcast, where this week we'll be looking back on a fantastic week for Everton with wins over Burnley and away at Newcastle. Coming forward in numbers, Richarlison. Richarlison's cut back and put home by Calvert-Lewin again. Oh, he is the Johnny on the spot for Everton. We'll be talking about the upturning fortune and form of Dominic Calvert-Lewin. He's a fantastic striker, in my opinion. Strong with the head. And where he can improve and he has to improve is the movement without the ball. He has to be... He doesn't have to... He has to... To be more focused on the goal. I'm going to look ahead to a busy week away at Manchester City and away at Anfield in the FA Cup. Sane, he's presented that to Dominic Calvert-Lewin. Everton have got a few bodies forward here. Calvert-Lewin flicks it into the uh, half here. A cutback for Rooney! Take that, Manchester City! So, lads, absolutely fantastic and, and Merry Christmas to Everton after what's been a fantastical week it's like that like that what a song that is by the way we haven't made that up should definitely get a patent on that and <laughs> copyrighted on all sorts but what, what a great week it's been for Everton and what, a, what an upturn in in the mood around the club since Big Dunn came in and now obviously Carlo Ancelotti yeah mate it's fantastic isn't it it's, it's, it's night and day than what it was um, only a few weeks ago, um, to have Duncan come in and and almost make us fall back in love with the team again, really, because he pretty much single-handedly did that, didn't he? And then to have Carlo come in, and already, even though he said, look, we're not going to change too much, we haven't got much time, he's made just some little subtle changes, which we'll obviously go on to discuss in a second, that just shows you you know, what he's all about, isn't it? His astuteness, his ability to look at a game and be able to see a picture... Um, and the little changes he's made, you can see it's evident already, isn't it? Well, see, he's not particularly had very much time at all to work with the squad, has he? You know, two two games that have come thick and fast. He had what three days before we kicked off for Burnley. He was, he was out there, wasn't he, on, on um, Monday morning? Obviously, he had his press conference Monday at Goodison Park, yeah. and he was straight down to Finch Farm. That's what wasn't he? one training session. He, yeah, he was yeah. down there for that. Yeah. Um, the the would have been in on Christmas Eve. Yeah, Christmas day off from what I can see might be a, a light session and then obviously I could have some on Boxing Day but I think the, the the thing with him is he's been very sort of keen to praise Duncan Ferguson and the work that he's done in every interview he's had sort of in the last after the last two games he's mentioned Ferguson and his impact and lifting the spirits of the side and, and you see sort of not so much a Goodison Park against, against Burnley but you saw against Newcastle that he was quite happy for Ferguson at times to take the lead role. You know, you see the the, the better sides in in the country and in European football. The assistant does take a lead role in mm. things on match day at the side of the pitch. And Big Dunk was was sometimes he was the one who was off. He was barking instructions, and Slotty would be sitting down and then vice versa. So you can see the you know the, the importance of Duncan. Ferguson. I like that by the way. Yeah, I, I think like it's, that. It's good. I think he was subdued a bit under Silver. Maybe you know, not that he, you know that's through his own fault, but. 
you know, if, if, if we are maybe thinking that he might go on and take over the reins eventually when Carlo goes, I mean, what an apprenticeship that is for him now working under someone like that, isn't it? But it seems like Ancelotti's got the club really quickly, hasn't he? You know, with, with the way he's come across and his sort of early ethos. I mean, his first programme was brilliant, wasn't it? Yeah, the programme, I thought that was really, really good. I agree with that. Some really great comments mm. in there. Uh, but this is what we haven't had. I, I I don't think from our last sort of three or four managers, somebody that sees that you know the club is bigger than they are. And mm-hmm. I think Ancelotti should have come. He's been quite humble, really, hasn't he? I think he's a humble guy by nature. I think, and he's he's got this sort of um, like quiet authority about him, hasn't he? He's not mm-hmm. a guy that leap around. Or you can't imagine him shouting a lot in the changing room. A bit like Wenger used to be. Do you know what I mean? A bit like you know, I'm this is who I am. If you're a player there now, you're in awe of him already because of what he's done in football. Both, you know, he's a good player as well as a as, as a manager, and you think, you know, he's going to have. I think I've, the longer he's there, you, you can see it already. Players coming back from injury, the team's only going to. And we're going to have hiccups on the way. Of course, we are. We're going to go on bad runs, but you can see already the little subtle things he's done. Like I said, this is fantastic. I know we're going to talk about the games in a moment, but something I really, really like is we've had two wins, and he's not particularly been um, overawed. <laughs> By getting two wins, he's not he's not come across as particularly delighted or pleased. He's been very matter of fact, very calm. There were some things we did well. There's some things we need to improve, and I really like that. I think I think that's what you want to see. We, 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 we've we've been that. through managers, and Prue Martin is the, is the is the main one that we pull up on this. You, it doesn't matter how we played; everything was phenomenal, wasn't it? And he wouldn't. Oh, and and Ancelotti's not critical, but Ancelotti will just say, "Well, yeah, like you said, Pete, we did really well for say half an hour at the first half." Like the last 15, 20 wasn't good enough. We didn't have no control over the, the game. Yeah. And little things like that, and it's right because we can see it watching the game. We, you know, we're sitting there watching it and sort of on the edge of our seats, taking all oh, you know, sides are getting back into it. But he's, I'd rather someone be like that and be open and be honest. Uh, but like you say, he, he seems he seems fairly humble. Um, the fact the fans are taking to him, you know, he's got his own, he's got his own song already, which is you know, with inside. Two games, he's got his own song. Everyone's on board. It helped. That's the key word there. You just said that the fact that you know all the polls showed him, and when, you know when, what would people think if Carlo was coming in? It was pretty much unanimous, wasn't it? Mm. Everyone wanted to have him. That unites the fans straight away, doesn't it? Yeah. And on, back that up then with a couple of good results. He's went away. He's went away from home already. He's won his first home game. I mean, what a start that is mm. now. That instantly gets even more fan base behind you. Yeah. Um, you know, Am I the only one that thinks there's been some? <coughs> Bizarre media coverage, though. You know, particularly in the in the press, all these questions about is Ancelotti right for Everton? Can he do it at, 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 at Everton? Yes, he did it at PSG, Bayern, Real Madrid, Chelsea. Top players. Yeah, I've got, I've got yeah. no problem. AC Milan, but can he do it at Everton? What's that all about? Yeah, he built that team at Milan. I've you got, build that machine with that. Remember, I, you know what I, mean? I have no problem in the media asking that question because I think it's a, it's an obvious question to ask maybe because of who he's been at in recent years. So okay, ask the question. I think that with the media, the the quite easy to jump on Everton at times and you know what what we're showing for me is a little bit of ambition. We've gone out there and got one of the top ten managers in world football. Yeah, we paid the money for it. But they're, they're quite they're quite happy to sort of dampen it down and listen, it's a big thing. To get Ancelotti back in the Premier League at Everton is a big thing. And I think that instead of sort of shooting us down, let, let's praise the ambition of Farhad Machine because he was the one who was the driver behind it. Let, let's praise the ambition of the club as a whole. And let's praise Carlo Ancelotti for wanting to come in mm. to Everton. He can see what we're trying to do. He's, he's mentioned, um, obviously, the ambition that we've got moving forward to the, to the new ground. 
um, what the, he, he understands the direction the club want to go in. So let's let's have a little bit of, of positive coverage. But it, does it surprise me? No. The media are what they are, and they say it's the same people, it's the same faces. Paul Mason being one who always slags the club off. But listen, if he went to Arsenal, it'd be inspired. Oh, of course it would, yeah. The, the coverage would have been totally different, yeah. wouldn't it? You know, finally, Arsenal have got it right. Yeah. They've got the manager they need, and Ancelotti's the one. Yeah. But that's the reason why Mason, I think, is so bitter about it, because I think, I, I think all day they would much rather than Ancelotti, judging by some of the comments coming out there, changing room as well, you know, um, saying that they all wanted Ancelotti, the likes of, you know, Lacazette and, mm. and, and, and Bamiang yeah. and people like that. Um, I think it's a massive coup for the club, you know, and it is. We've said it on the last pod, you know, it's, it's the biggest managerial appointment Everton have had in their history. Yeah, I agree. And it is, isn't it? Yeah. You know, look at that guy's CV. You know, let's just hope he sees out the contract, and let's just, you know, let's just hope we can grow as a team. Because look, there's still, like, like you said, I agree with you there, Pete. You know, there's still loads of room for improvement. I mean, look how many players we've got out at the minute. Mm. Um, you know those sort of games. Like look at that, that exact game against Newcastle last year. We was two 0 up and cruising, playing just as well as we played in that first half an hour yesterday. Yeah. You know, let's have a right. We played similar to there last yeah. year, but look how we collapsed. Mm. Look at the little changes he made in the second half. I mean, mm. we were all calling out when we we were messaging each other saying, "Look, get Mina on. Mm. Someone needs to deal with Andy Carroll here because mm. Carroll's causing problems." Goal came from that. Yeah. So you know, if you're going to be super because you're thinking, well, maybe Mina should have come on, come on earlier, but we don't know the score there, do we? Don't know whether he's fit, whether he's not fully fit. But you know, it's just the little subs, isn't it? You know, even bringing Baines in, for example. Well, like, well, know, well how many times did, did did Marco last season not trust those other players and then yeah. run, the, run the legs off these, run the leg, legs off the well, current they eleven? Seem, they seem to be intelligent changes across both games. Yeah, look, Coleman's come back in. Well, yeah, well Baines has come back in. Let, let's let's pick, let's pick up them with the with the Boxing Day game. Let, yeah. Let's let's start off there because this is obviously this was Ancelotti's introduction. As before the game kicks off, it gets announced to the crowd. Great reception. Um, and we we grind out a a one nil win um, against the a Burnley side. If I put it out on, on Twitter after the game, who for me are just totally anti football. They've got no interest in playing football for me. They they, they play a particular way. Um, it's long ball all the time up to Chris Wood looking for knockdowns. They were wasting time. Nice footy, well, they were wasting time in the, inside the first five minutes. The goalkeeper taking ages with with goal kicks. They were taking an age to go and get the ball for a throw in. And that's where you need a strong, a strong referee. We had Anthony Taylor, who's not a strong referee. So get get older than Mary Dawes and you know get get the yellow card out because it was obvious what they were doing. Mm. And sure, that should lead us to it. It is, it is um, the irony when we score that all of a sudden they're complaining oh, about us wasting which time. Which is always going to happen. But yeah. he, he he alluded to it in his uh, post match interview. Sean Dyche always oh, tried to frustrate in the first half, and it's nonsense like none from football. I thought his comments were embarrassing. Well, it, it, it's just, well, just think, a poor side. Boys, right? Think about this, right? We, we were heavily linked with this guy. Yeah. We were heavily linked before Marco came. Can you imagine if we'd have got him? Mm. I mean, loads of people saying we needed Sean Dyche, you know, get in there, you know, everyone everyone up and at some type of footy and thinking, like, thank God we didn't get that. Imagine watching that week in, week out. Mm. I mean, it must be awful if you're a Burnley fan watching that. Yeah. Absolutely awful. Like just you said, sli- Slightly, slightly more likeable Allardyce. Basically, yeah. yeah. Similar version of Allardyce without the criminal record. <laughs> but look, where, look, yeah. but look, where, look where, it's a great shout. But look where Burnley are in the league, and that shows you how average the league is. Yeah. You know, they, yeah. they, they play that way, and they're still, they're still in, you know, well, well they were top 10 until we, we, we played them the other day. So mm-hmm. that shows you how the, the league is, is that poor this season, doesn't it? Yeah. They're up there. And they revert back to type all the time, and they go on a bit of a dodgy run, 
and then Alec back to basics, back to front football, four four two, get up to Chris Wood, like you said, get around him, hit him on the diags, all that sort of stuff. You know, it's, it's well, I told you before, like someone, someone had tweeted something about Burnley um, in oh, regards yeah, to the side. Someone said they're <clears throat> thinking back to. Um, Bill Barr when Audi never ever signed and played Basque players it's it's great to see Burnley following suit by only uh, signing players who've got a forklift truck licence which is very very <laughs> apt if you look at the way that they play football but they, they, they're probably the worst team I've seen at Goodison this season I'll be honest with you the, the possession yeah, I mean the, the ha- there's been a few I mean the possession stats it was 67% to 33% I think our time was 75-25 Everton's yeah. favour um, 13 shots to, to 4 10 corners to 2 they just weren't interested in playing football they, they were quite happy to come to go to some bear in mind where they were they were above us in the table they weren't doing too bad they, they could technically have eyes on Europe and they come to go to some park and they sat there and he wanted a nil-nil draw that's yeah. how they how they, how they set up and the thing is they, they have got a few good players I really like that Dwight McNeil he looks a real talent doesn't he the left footed yeah he was quiet player. though we, we, we kept yeah, him, we kept we kept him, him quiet, quiet but he's got quality he showed that in, in the game he but um no, you are right. I, I just thought it was one of those games where you know Holgate had that chance after five minutes. Mm. You know, That's like should have scored, that goes yeah. in. They've yeah. got to come out. I think we win that three 0 yeah. comfortably. Yeah. But the fact the longer it goes in nil, no, you're just thinking they're dying. To, they're dying to, uh, yeah. to to have it. But you can see as well, we were giving away the odd stupid foul, weren't we? On the end. they were they were praying off that. Of course they were. They were praying yeah. off. That. Don't forget they beat us one nil at their gaff mm. with that with the, with the set. Cool. We dominated yeah. that game as well. Yeah. And it was was it Hendrick at the back post? Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's just like. That's what they thrive on, isn't it? Mm. Just hanging in there, hanging in there. We'll get a set piece goal, and then and well, yeah, well, we, we got the win. That's the main. But thing. let's talk about about how we set up because yeah. it was reported as a as obviously a four four two. We had Sadibi in front of Coleman, uh, which was a surprise in mm. itself. But we've seen what he can do going forward. Yeah. Um, Luna up front with Richards and Bernard was back on the side. Delph was back on the side. Um, but the the interesting thing was we went to a back three. Well, it was four four two without the ball. Yeah, which is what he did in that game, yeah. wasn't it? And yeah. then obviously with the with the ball, Coleman reverted to three, like you yeah. said, and then you know obviously the, the, we had effectively wing backs then, didn't we? Exactly. Um, and apparently they've been working with Coleman since Ancelotti had come in, right? On that position, right. uh, that's already been, yeah, already. which is which is which is crazy, isn't it? But yeah. that but that shows the flexibility in yeah. how we set up. Yeah. And the fact that the players and you know we we absolutely bossed the game. We we should have won by more than one goal to nil. But the fact that the players are un- understood it, I thought that I mean Sadibi I thought was fantastic. Yeah, um, we've got Bernie. to sign him up, haven't we? We've got to th- sign him th- Thirty million quid. Yeah, exactly. It's not just his it's, cross. It's yeah. cross the, the lad can deliver a great cross, flat pace, everything on it. You know, not just one. He's done it a few times this season mm. already. Um, but he's he's an athlete as well. Yeah. He gets up and down the pitch. Mm. He's strong. He likes to tackle. Yeah. Um, I suppose it's that that sort of role sort of suits him better, really, because he's not having to worry too much what's going in behind. Oh, him. it's perfect for him, and it's it, and we can do that. So when we are say struggling with injuries, you know, we've had quite a few over the course of this season. We can play that way, put him yeah. in front of Coleman. Busy times in the season, as we've seen over the last sort of three or four days. He's rotated the side. He's he's brought in other players. He's taken players out to give them the rest, and you know to be able to do that is it, great. But Sadibi was the one who put the the ball yeah, ball in for, for Calvert Lewin. Great header! What a header! What a header! That great was. header, mate. I mean, I was I was being a little bit critical in the first half, Calvert Lewin, because I thought a couple of times we were in great positions and his touch let him down. Um, you know that's been super critical of me. Thinking, look, that was a great chance there, and then but then to finish like that, that's that's, that's some goal, that mm. some header. But I, th- I think it's exactly what we needed. I think the three of us were, were saying it together, weren't we, when we were watching the game. 
it was the type of match where you needed a little bit of quality. You needed yeah. a striker yeah. to produce something to win mm. the game. And so many times for Everton, we've lacked that, haven't we? And we've yeah. drawn that, or you end up you end up going behind and losing it. Yeah. And I think the fact that he managed to pull that out of the bag because it was a special goal. It was a great. It was a great yeah. header. It has, hasn't got the plaudits it deserves. I don't Absolutely. think. Absolutely. To be honest, I, I, it's a fantastic header. You know? I mean, the, the cross makes it because if you're a forward there, there's that much pace on it. You just need to glance at the thing. Mm. I mean, obviously he was, he was diving for it, but. You know, the pace on the ball makes makes it a lot easier for the striker to be able to get the pace on the header, doesn't mm. it? But it's, it's what we've been lacking, and it's what he's been lacking a little bit. Yeah. You know, up, up until that point, up until recently. One one thing I didn't get mentioned that everyone was talking about, obviously, uh, Carver Lewin there, and obviously Sadibu had a great game. I thought Holgate had a, a fantastic yeah. game again. He's been absolutely fun. You know, the young lad has, has come in, he's played, what is it now, 12 games on the bounce? Mm. He's pretty much made himself first choice centre half. Yeah, for, for me. He's, he's a, out of the three centre halves that we've got. He's the most important, is what I'll probably say, because sure. of the fact that he's got he's got pace. But you can see the improvements in his game as a centre half. The reading the game's a lot better. Yeah. We know we can he can carry the ball out of defence if he needs to. His recovery pace is good. Um, that helps the person alongside him because they you know you've got someone who's got a bit of pace, so they can get down. He's good on the ball, hasn't he? He's, he's a good yeah. he's a good footballer. Yeah. He's a good footballer. You know, it um, it does remind you a little bit of of John Stones in that. In that sense, obviously both from the same club, mm-hmm. uh, came through at, at a similar time, and you know he's just probably taking a little bit longer to develop and, and progress. Stones has probably stalled a bit now, we, we could probably say, but but Holgate's he's, he's taking that responsibility. We said last week about him, he's got that that self confidence, hasn't he? Yeah. And, and he, he likes to battle, and he, he yeah, likes to yeah. almost like get into a bit of a scrape with players. He's almost always on the edge a little bit, mm-hmm. isn't he? Um, like likes to challenge himself, going, I can outrun you, or I can out, you know, I can nick it off you. I'm a better footballer. He, he's almost got that little bit of arrogance about mm-hmm. him, hasn't he? Which is good, you know. You say that in a footballer, you yeah. need that little bit of arrogance. But I thought, um, I thought he was outstanding. Also, as well, the little tactical switch up, which I liked with that formation with the ball, was that Bernard was coming centrally a lot. I thought Bernard had a really good game. Yeah, I thought he had a really good game, and that's where that's where we want Bernard, isn't he? He's got great feet. You know, the amount of times he said defenders one way then the other way picks the right little pass little reverse passes I thought he was going to be the one to unlock the door to be honest he influences like the one. yeah in, in, in the, when he comes inside he's influencing play and he's got that bit more space to work with as well he's, he's very very clever mm-hmm. isn't he um, he's got great and, feet hasn't he he has I mean, and that, that change in formation that flexibility allowed him to do that Yeah, and it was it, it, it worked it worked really well and then obviously coming on to obviously to Newcastle we changed things up again and and it's that, that's, that's the, the beauty of Having this manager again, who's been there, he's done that. He's worked with the best players in, in world football over a, a, a long career. Um, he's won it all, and it's and he's just someone who, who the players can can clearly and the fans get on board with. What was it? Five changes? Did he make? Yeah, five changes for Newcastle. So the the changes that that we had, we Leighton Baines started as captain, which was which was great great to see Leighton Baines back uh, back on the side. Michael Keane came in for Gaimina. Uh, Tom Davis was in. Um, we brought in Moise Key mm-hmm. up top, and in came Theo Walcott on the right hand side. So listen, if we go to Newcastle, and we don't win that game, you know, or we lose. I think not just us. I think Blues are sat saying, "Well, look, he made five changes to the squad. So what can you expect?" And fish, you know, fixture congestion. So I think the fact that we've gone there, got our second away win of the season with a depleted squad mm. with five changes, really due to squad rotation. Yeah. That's due to a need needing to manage plays, isn't it, yeah. rather than tactical yeah. changes. Yeah. I think what a result. Great great result. And and, and also while you mentioned that point of squad rotation, 
look at the team Newcastle put out against United and got pummeled for one. Yeah. They had the two Longstaff brothers in midfield, so Shelby and all them lot. They, didn't, they basically didn't play their first team. They yeah. almost thought we're not going to get anything away at United, but we will. We'll back ourselves to beat Everton at home. And mm. then they brought up effectively their first team back in. The likes of Yedlin, people that came back in. He was always yeah. a threat because he's rapid. You know, they they made about four or five changes and brought their first teamers back in yeah. into that game. And um, you know, we've beaten them. Yeah. I mean, they've been, you know, we've we've, we've had, I'm not just beating them. You know, I know the game, the scoreline was made the game look closer than it was. But I thought second half, considering they had a really good spell last fifteen where we lost control of the game, I thought we managed it brilliantly. Well, we, well, that's I mean, it. I mean, they you know the start of the game, we we started really well. Um, I know they, they had a chance inside the, the first 30, 40 seconds, and I, and I, I thought to myself, you know, Michael Keane again. You know, mm-hmm. we got done for pacing. I know where Almiron's quick, but Michael Keane, the I thought, here we go. Uh, it could be a long afternoon, but we we got a grip of the game. Um, we had a real spell, didn't we? Before we scored, a, a long, like four or a five long corners and like set pieces. Fifteen, twenty minute spell where we were just on top. Um, you could, I mean, we could argue that the the corner which led to our free kick was should have been a goal kick. Oh well, because we've the, the decisions that we've have gone against us all season. Yeah. We'll take that thanks very much. But Newcastle, Newcastle had multiple chances to clear the ball as it was. Uh, Calvert Lewin, man on the spot again. Mm. You know, he's mm. Moise Keane turned, didn't he, and missed the ball. Um, and it fell to Calvert-Lewin right man right, right, right place right time and you know this is what we're crying for with, with Calvert-Lewin and he's now showing it he, he's in the right position to put the ball in the back of the net from six yards out that's he, what you want he does all the other elements of striker play so well yeah. doesn't he yeah. you know p- positionally great works his socks off holds it up aggressive good yeah. in the air yeah. And, and Ancelotti said didn't he this week what, what he wants he wants him to be more selfish yeah. more and, centrally selfish yeah, and, and, and running out wide and helping yeah. out he and, and his, yeah. his, his movements off the ball has got to be better um, and he's shown in the first two games under, under Ancelotti he scored the three goals that we've scored the ball being yeah. Calvert-Lewin his movement for the second goal was absolutely fantastic it was proper striker movement wasn't it great ball, great ball by Richard yeah, as well um, but that's that's what, we, what we've been crying for and what, what I would I mean what I would say is He's because because he's got to run the games now as as the the main striker. That's always going to breed confidence and always going to breed goals. I was about to say it's, it's interesting how Ancelotti singled him out a little bit for for praise. Yeah, he's come out and said, game, you know, look, he, he can be a, one of Europe's best strikers, and you think yeah. that that's a, a pretty big thing for one of the top managers in the world to say to you. Yeah, can you imagine if you're Carl Lewin and someone said that about you? You're well, going to not, feel literally. You know, he's already brimming with confidence. He's going to feel even better now. I think when a manager like that comes out. Well, not not, not, not someone anyway. It's it's, it's Ancelotti. Yeah. You said yeah. that you know one yeah, of yeah. the most successful managers. Well, look at the strikers he's managed. Yeah. You know what I mean, he's gone from his Milan days with Shevchenko and Inzaghi. He's had Ibrahimovic. Yeah, you know what I mean. He's, He's had you know, Lewandowski at Bayern. Yeah. I mean, this guy's managed the, probably the best strikers of the last couple of generations. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, fantastic. I mean, if he can get him, I mean, that, that last goal was almost, even the first one was almost in Zaghi esque, wasn't it? Just mm. being in, in, in the right place at the right time. That's all I mean, scoring those yeah. little poacher goals, which, you know, if he can get five, six, seven of those a season, as well as the goals he mm. scores on top of that, it's only going it's, it's to get better, isn't it? Yeah, of course, of course. But it was, it was good that we've, we now appear to have someone in the side who can, you can get you the goals when, when needed. And it's a striker. So we, you know, obviously there's always a, well, last season there was a reliance on Richarlison and Sigurdsson. Mm. Sigurdsson this season's not obviously, he, I mean, he's playing deeper now, but he, even before then he, he wasn't, he's not, wasn't getting the goals, was he wasn't influencing play. Um, but Calvert Lewin's definitely, definitely the one. It looks like he's going to be getting, getting the goals going forward. But what about the short stats, Mike? Because 
Well, it wasn't after 20, something like 25 or 20 minutes, something. We, we, we had some like, some like 12 shots in the first 20, 25 well, we, minutes. We've had 43 shots in two games under, under Ancelotti. And 43 shots in, in two in games. In the Burnley game, by the way, every outfield player had at least one that's shot. Right, that, that was a mad that's stat, wasn't it? That's a, that's a crazy stat, you know. Um, and it's yeah, just 43 shots in, yeah, you're right, 43 shots in two games. Yeah. I mean, that that's only going to help the likes of Carvalhoon and that he's got bodies around him. Even when he scored against Burnley, there was three of them in the box then, wasn't it? If he yeah. missed it, there was Keane and Richardson well, well, as well. Look, look at that second goal yesterday. And when the ball comes across from Richardson, there was five Everton players in the box. Five Everton players, which is yeah. just, you know, yeah. so even if it doesn't make it to Carvalhoon or comes back, you've got other players there coming in to slot the ball. And that, that's, that's, the, that's the impressive thing. Fergie that, started that, didn't he? Yeah, Ferguson I mean, gets a lot of, a lot of he, praise he from He started, me. look, we need some support around him. There's no point in him holding the ball up and winning headers if the midfield's 20 to 80 yards mm. away. And, you know, already now we've got bodies around him. We look more of a threat straight away, don't we? Yeah, um, yeah, of course. And, and, you know, that's what we've... You know, he played two up front, didn't he, Ferguson? That was the big thing that Dublin Ferguson did, 4-4-2. And it gave and gives Richarlison some more space. Moise Keane yesterday, I thought, it was his best game for Everton. He was unlucky yeah. not to score. Yeah. He was lively. He was involved in the game. He's got space. Calvert Lewin's got space, so playing two up front is, is really helping all our strikers yeah. to look, you know, get more space and look more dangerous. I'd, I'd probably mm. say, and we're we're more of a threat. So it's no coincidence that we've had forty three shots in two games when we've got two two strikers. On what the did pitch. you think of Keane's performance, young lad? What do you think? I thought it was one of his better games against Newcastle. I thought he did really well. I was a bit sorry to see him go off. Actually, he went off about about sixty-five minutes, didn't he? Or Sixty an hour it was. An- Ancelotti did say he gave he gave us a great hour. He said, but he said his, his power. He, his, he said his power was diminishing. That's what he said. Yeah. In other words, he was getting tired. Yeah, yeah, is what he was saying. Which is fine. If he, if he, you know, he's a player who we've seen against United with what happened with when he was taken off after 17, 18 minutes, and and he, you know, his fitness needs to get up to up to par, yeah, doesn't it? That's yeah. the thing. And the only way to get his fitness up. Is to play, it's to have game time. So we got an, got an hour yesterday, so you can see he's technically very, very good. Mm, yeah, I think I think he I lived up well with Calvert Lewin. I think the fitness thing a big point because if you look at him, it's in Italy, you're not having to sprint around as much for the ball, like, no. it's not 100 mile an hour by no. any means. It's almost like slow, slow, quick in the final third, isn't it? Whereas, I think if you look at him when I've watched him, he does two or three sprints, he's trying to get into the game, then he's just he's bent over and he's keeled out, he's literally gassing. And if you're we've all played footy. You know, you try and control a ball when you're blown out your arse. Mm. You, you can't, can you? Because you, you yeah. touch it ever because your mind's scrambled. Yeah, it goes. Yeah, of course. Yeah, you know I mean, so I think he was. You know, I think that's why a couple of times where he has got it, his touch has bounced off him, or you know, a bit Lukaku mm. style or whatever, or he's knocked it too far ahead of him. It's because he's gassing. I think yeah. as soon as he gets his fitness up, then he starts getting used to the pace of the actual games. I think we'll see the best of him next season. I noticed though yesterday. So. What, what, what one thing that I've been critical of, of Keane when he has been. Or got game time is he holds onto the ball too long, and yeah. he's he's doing step overs and, and trying to be two or three men. Whereas yesterday for the first time, I saw him passing the ball a lot quicker. Yeah. Get the ball, Ed, Ed was up. Who can yeah. bring it to play? And that's going to come. Yeah. You know, he's he's adjusting to a quicker style of football. Yeah, 100%. You know, the Premier League's much faster than than, than the Italian Serie uh, yeah. A, and that, that's just how it is. But that hour yesterday will really help him. He got 15, 20 minutes against Burnley. Again, I thought he was quite lively when he come on. The the kid the kid will get there. It's just well, about the sticking to come off with that little layoff in it. You know when they had an attack. Yeah, yeah. And then we had the counter. That's right. Zone, yeah, yeah. And, and he, he just basically knocked it straight to their guy. Didn't he? We think he signed it at give and go. One, he yeah, it, yeah. He's gone without looking. He yeah. knocked it, and then he's thinking, yeah. "Oh Jesus, right." And then he, they had a crack on goal from that. Yeah, it could have easily been. I think straight away then you can see him talking to Delph on 
on the sideline mm. before he brought him on going effectively look lad just get on the ball control the midfield yeah. and the second goal actually comes from that substitution yeah. because Delph comes on it I mean you know, he, he's got to be Delph and he, he mm. apparently was giving it out to a few people Holgate was, get, that, Holgate was, get, was get, getting sold yeah, yeah. Because it was a Paddy Boylan said he could be and say show me some effing respect but yeah. listen I've got no problem with players yeah, on the pitch, yeah, the pitch as well yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I mean um but I mean, you can see the goal came from that a bit, a bit of contain. You know, we, we had possession for a few minutes. Got, went out, went out to Baines, came back into the middle again, and then obviously went out wide, then down the right hand side, and the move came from there, didn't it? Yeah. Um, and that just you can see Ancelotti again looking at it going, right, we're losing a bit of midfield here. The crowd's getting back into it. Right, Delph, come on, yeah, keep it, knock it around for a bit. Just took this thing out of the game, yeah. and then obviously got the second goal from it as well. Mm. Uh, but I also wanted to mention um, just before we finish this up is it's just for Charles and me. I think he's. Apps, his work ethic, as well as being a gifted footballer, his work ethic, you know, he, he's played, how many minutes he's played over, mm-hmm. over that period, and he's running his backside off every single game. The amount of times he was closing people down, the amount of times he was, like, you know, he laid on the goal, you know, again, sprinting down the right-hand side. What a player he is. And he's only 21, he's younger than Carl Lewin, you, you always forget that, don't we? I really yeah. hope we back Ancelotti and improve the squad, because if we don't, we'll lose him. Do you think so? Because he's that good. He's yeah. he's, a, he's he's definitely he's I definitely our, our prize asset, Richardson, and and a lot of the stuff that he does doesn't go unnoticed at only with Everton fans because he works he just works his backside off time. It's incredible, isn't it? Resilient lad as well. Most people think of like, yeah. you know, just seeing you know, people. His like fitness that. levels are incredible. I, I think yeah. it, he must he must bladder everyone when it comes to any kind of fitness test because he's just yeah he's yeah. just he's everywhere and he works hard. He gets back and to, to, if you've got Richardson in front of you, if you with you playing on the right or the left, you know you've got cover every single. Time. You know that you can go, um, but th- I mean that that assist yesterday. Yeah, clever passer. Yeah, it, he could have easily pulled that back. And Ed, Ed was yeah. up, saw a great move from Calvert Lewin, perfect ball, and it was just yeah, he doesn't get the plaudits he deserves. I don't think from outside of the club, but if you, if if he was going to be going, leaving the club, you're, you're talking seventy eighty million pounds. Yeah, at least. Do, do you think he's been staying on his feet a bit more? I don't that's know, he still goes down quite often. I'm, I'm not saying by the way. He does, he does. You do see him on the floor quite often, to be honest. Um, he does get kicked a lot of but the time. A lot of it is, is he, he is getting fouled, he's getting pushed, he's getting kicked, and you know, that's he's, he's targeted. We said this yeah. I, when he first came in last season, he hit the ground running, and then teams then started to double up on the Charleston, and he was he was yeah. he was picked on, he was targeted, and he was getting fouled, and he wasn't getting anything, but he was, go, but he was going down quite easy as well. Um, you've seen in, in recent weeks you know yeah, he's, I know he's, he probably hasn't scored as many goals as he'd like to score but he's assisting he's, he's impacting the play he's just a constant threat I think last two or three games we've seen a little bit less of that and a little bit less of the sulking he can yeah. use sometimes oh yeah he does like to sulk doesn't he but he's a, he's a winner I think and he's got that attitude that he is a winner yeah. he wants to win he, he, he knows his own qualities and he probably wants, wants the effort inside to be up to his level all over the pitch and that, that'll come don't get me wrong you, you can see we've got, we've got the makings there of a half decent side he's got to be backed within the um, within the transfer market Ancelotti but let's let's just let's just see you know let, let's enjoy what we've had over the last couple of games Yeah. Um, he's come in and made a real positive impact Ancelotti and it's, it's great to see the, the Everton fans just so on board and so um, just yelled together and you know it, it's, it just feels good again it's, we're enjoying watching football you know we're enjoying going to the game and everyone seems to be on going in the same direction which is, is only we're going to the next we've got two sub games coming up now you've got City away which won't be easy 
and we've got Liverpool in the cup. Yeah. Which you know whether they rest players or not, it's still not very an easy game for us. Um, but you see, Klopp already mentioned that with Ancelotti. Did you see that in his interview? Did you yeah. Guys see that when he was talking about who the games they've got coming up, they've got a busy fixture list, and he goes, and, and we said we've got Ancelotti's Everton. Is how we phrased it, isn't it? So yeah. They've come up against each other a few times last couple of years. Um, let's hope we can, yeah, you know, we can go there. Well, we will be going there with more confidence, that's for sure. Um, but yeah, we'll come on to that. Obviously, yeah, we will because we're going to we're going to spend a little bit of time discussing uh, in more detail Dominic Calvert Lewin. Um, after you've all listened to a little bit of a a, fa- a fan favourite chant from yesterday at St James's Park. Hello, To the second part of this week's Unholy Trinity podcast, we we're now going to have a quick, quick chat about Dominic Calvert Lewin and how he's picked up his form, his goals, and he's basically become one of the first names on the team sheet. Yeah, he's been fantastic, hasn't he? I think we've particularly seen a change in uh, in fortune under the new manager or managers. Um, which is a shame in some ways, but it it maybe raises the question that he perhaps hadn't been managed um, in the best way, or he'd been asked to do a certain role for the team that arguably affected his performances. Mm-hmm. Well, I, th- I think I mean if we go back, I mean, shouldn't we? You compare to to this time because it was a couple of seasons ago when that first game of the season uh, against Stoke a couple of years ago when we won one nil mm-hmm. and he was playing left wing back and. You know, quite often he was put out wide, wasn't left, he? Left wing. He won it well. That, that, that's bizarre itself, isn't it? And shows shows obviously at the time how, how poor the squad was. But quite often he was asked to do a job, wasn't he, on either wing? Um, and we we thought obviously in the summer we, we've mentioned this quite a few times now. We we still thought we needed that experienced centre forward to take us forward and to take the pressure off those young players, Calvert Lewin, Moise Keane, Richardson as well, I suppose. Um, that didn't materialise, and I think during the early parts uh, of the season, he, he struggled, didn't he? And I think the thing, the thing with it was, he wasn't getting the game time, and he wasn't guaranteed to start week in week out. He'd come mm-hmm. in for a game, he'd be out. Uh, Tossing would come in, he'd play Richardson central, was keen to get a bit of a go. So he wasn't getting that run of games. Whereas now, Calvert Lewin for me, with the with the run of form he's on, he's got to start week in week out, hasn't he? Well, yeah, I mean, we talked about it before. I mean, you know, the comments Ancelotti's come out with, I mean, that's only going to give him even more confidence. He's had a running running games in the side. Um, it's no coincidence, I think, since he's had more bodies around him, he's looked more of a threat as well. I think he was solitary a lot of the games before. Yeah. He did a lot of unselfish work, running the channels, winning headers. Um, but you've got to give the lad credit. You know, he's, 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 he's really come on. Um, I mean, just, just by that movement for the second goal alone shows you what he's been working on. I, I think if that had been if we'd have been on that break uh, in the same game last season, he probably wouldn't have been there to put it in. Mm. You know, that, that that's just he's lost two defenders there just by basically thinking about the situation, going right, I'll check back in and I'll sprint in. Mm. And you know, it's, it's essentially it's I mean, he nearly missed it, didn't he? Yeah, he sort of pulled over the line <laughs> yeah. left foot. Yeah, didn't I he? mean, that would have been yeah. typical if he'd have put that wide. But, but you know, you've got to give the lad massive credit. Um, I think he's come on absolutely leaps and bounds, and 
you know, if we can get talent around him, he's only going to get better. But he's beat. I think a lot of praise has got to go to to Dublin Ferguson, like we just said about getting players around him. We've gone through a four four two, and Ferguson was keen to praise Calvert Lewin after that Chelsea game. Um, and he's someone that I mean Ferguson said about how much he he loved Calvert Lewin at the club, um, and the dogs off again. For, the, for those listening, <laughs> yeah, yeah. the, the dogs aren't happy with what we just said about um, Calvert Lewin, but it's one of the, he's, he's one of those players you would think will only get better. He's got to learn the the role of a striker, as we've said we've said in the past, and to get praise from Duncan Ferguson, who's highlighted him quite substantially. And now Ancelotti's coming in and, and, and made the point, like we said earlier on, of, of saying how good he thinks he can become. It, the, the kid, the kid's got to be, you know, on cloud nine at the moment in terms of, you know, he's scoring goals. He's getting talked of really highly in both the, in the press and also uh, by the, by the managers that we've had. Yeah, Guardiola highlighted him the other day, didn't he? And said that he's fantastic in the air. And Ancelotti's come out and said that he's great with the head. You know. Um, We've always known. I mean, if you if you break him down, like just as a player naturally, I mean, he's, he's a natural athlete, isn't he? He's, yeah. he's, he's rapid. He's probably the quickest player in the team. He's one of the quickest in the Premier League, and he's obviously you know a strong lad, good in the air. He's got all the sort of physical attributes. It's then kind of how we kind of try to mould him in, into a striker. Because if you were being super critical of him, he wasn't scoring enough when he was playing. Mm. Um, but if you look at there was a great stat. Uh, I forget who put it out on Twitter the other day. But his, his goal conversion is something like, is it 22, something like just mm-hmm. over 22%, which is higher than the likes of Aubameyang. It's now higher than Aguero mm-hmm. in, in the Premier League in terms of conversion to chances. Um, you know, I mean, that's, that's some praise. That and, if you're, and, if you're up around 20 odd percent. And he's getting less chances than those two. That's what I mean, yeah. So, I mean, yes, yeah, so if, you're, if you're around that 20 odd percent and you're being mentioned the same breadth as some of those uh, some of those players, then you're doing something right, aren't you? Mm-hmm. Well, if you, if you look at his, at his, uh, his stats, for this season so in, in the Premier League 18 appearances 5 as sub 8, eight goals it's not a bad not a bad pretty much yeah. 1 and 2 good for any striker yeah last season 35 appearances with 16 of those as sub 6 goals so he's already done, done outdone himself from last season he scored yeah. 10 in all comps um, he's at our highest goal he's double now. figures by December double figures already by December yeah and we were saying about who's going to get the goals with Sigurdsson not firing it looks like the two who are going to hit double figures are going to be Richardson and mm. Calvert-Lewin which yeah. is great because they're, they're your two and should be your, your two main goal threats but having that second player in and around him wherever it might be because I think him and Richardson have hooked up really well in recent weeks mm. I thought him and Moise Keane did, did well it seems to be a friendship there doesn't it Tim and Keane yeah, yeah I mean yeah. him and Keane him and <coughs> Davis are all similar age, aren't they? Yeah, Holgate, Richardson. Yeah. They're, they're all of that, and, and that's that's what I think. Maybe sometimes we don't we don't put too much weight on. Is that we have we've got quite a fairly young group of players there who feature heavily in the uh, in the match day squads every yeah. single week. Not fleetingly either. Just yeah. like they're playing every week, aren't they? Yeah. Most of them. I mean, we were just praising Holgate a minute ago for that. I mean, he's played like the last twelve games. Carol Luna, I imagine, has probably started a similar amount of games. Mm. Um, Davis has come back in the side, did all right yesterday. Yeah. Um, you know, when he first came back in, Davis was brilliant. He went off a bit again, but he's come back a little bit. I thought he, I thought he yeah. played well yesterday, Davis, yeah, I did. Yeah, I thought he did. Well, the thing that was key we mentioned off Mike before is, is, is how Ancelotti trusts those players, isn't mm. it? You know, if there was a criticism of Silver over the Christmas period last season when we struggled, is that he didn't trust enough of the other players in the mm. squad, which then resulted in us, you know, all the other players running out of legs. And the fact that Baines has walked straight back in, 
and then mm. 35 looks like you know like like he's been playing every game yeah um so it's it's all that comes into it. But going back to to, to Dom, I think um, you know if he can get up to fifteen goals this season, which looks likely if he stays fit, if, I mean that that's a great return. If if, if if he gets twenty, that'd be incredible, wouldn't it? For, for yeah. him. But yeah. if he gets fifteen, yeah. that, that that's a great return. And and with the Euros round the corner, is he in with the shouts for getting in the England squad potentially? Well, if he carries on scoring, he's got a chance. And I mean, we know Southgate likes to pick young players. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Vardy's retired. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, Kane's your first choice. Um, Abraham. But you, it's, I was yeah. going to say, you think the only player he might displace would be Tammy Abraham? So it depends it's on what happens. Do you think? You think the similar type of players? I think Abraham's a more is a more natural centre yeah. forward, and Cavalier's got yeah. to really work on his game, hasn't he? I think Cavalier's uh, just more for the team. Cavalier yeah. is probably is more agile and more athletic. I would say he's uh, got more pace. Yeah. Um, stronger. Um, You're right. Abraham got, got quite a few goals in the championship last season, didn't he? Twenty-five goals. Yeah. The, um, he's good. He's very. Listen. He, he's made. He's made a, a great step in the championship to, to similar age. Similar age. Similar age. Both yeah. twenty-two. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. Cavalier turns twenty-three in March. Doesn't so it's he? a good comparison that those two, isn't it? Because obviously, I would say Chelsea have probably got, you know, the likes of Willian, Pedro, people like that, mm. all around Kovacic. They've probably got better midfielders around him, haven't they? It's a, it's a, you know, they probably create a lot. Because when I've seen Abraham play, he misses a lot, doesn't he? Mm. He gets a lot of chances. He probably gets a lot more than Garrett Lewin does in a game. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, up until recently when we've had 40 odd shots. But, I mean, um, you know, as I said before, I mean, the question is, you know, can he can he now stay in that team? Well, he's the first choice striker pick now, isn't he? And you wouldn't have said that this time last year. No, I mean, I mean, just to compare, Abraham, 18 games with one as a sub, uh, 11 goals. So there's not much difference. I mean, yeah. And he's been getting rave reviews. I know Calvert Lewin scored quite a, well, uh, quite a few goals. Six, of course, it, yeah. different side, um, different quality at this moment in time. You'd say create more chances. Um, but if Calvert Lewin can sort of kick on and, and keep up the form that he's shown in, in recent weeks, then he's he's potentially in, in with the shout for making that that uh, the European Championships final. And, and listen, it'd, it'd be a good option off the bench, I think, for for any side really. Um, but he's been playing regular for the twenty ones, hasn't he? Not well, not obviously too old now, so we can't. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, up until he was, yeah, yeah, he was, he was in. Him and Abraham were the two, weren't they? Right. Who were, who were in the side, and then Abraham sort of kicked on at the start of the season um, and got into the full England squad. Whereas Cavalier now he's two over the twenty ones. He's not featuring for the. Did he score? In the, he scored the winner, didn't he? He scored. He won the, when they won the, um, the World the Cup. Under nineteen, under twenty, under twenty World yeah. Cup. Yeah. Um, so you know, it's just it's just great to see to see him. I mean, we we've. Not so much being critical, but we've said, is he really the answer? Um, he's probably proving a lot of people wrong at the moment. And what I would say is that that, that Everton number nine shirt sometimes is a is a poison chalice. And, and what he's what he's shown me is that he's he's embracing that. He, he asked that number nine shirt. Don't forget, he wants the number nine shirt, and that comes with a bit of a stigma mm-hmm. and and a, and a pressure. And for me, in the last last few weeks, he, he's now showing that he can evolve. And what better man is to work under and improve than? I think that burden's been t- yeah, it's a burden sometimes for some people like isn't it? The, number, the, the Everton number nine it was for Sandro it was for Sandro um, and a Ruda Coney um, but I do think Fergie taking over that job for, for you know four games there I think mm-hmm. that would have really helped him because you can imagine Fergie being in his ear yeah. you know, trying to take that pressure off him just go out and express yourself so forget about that you know just work hard I think the fans you know appreciate first and foremost the work ethic you've definitely got that with him but um, 
I do think you know it has be, the more goals he scores, the less. I mean, even even referred to it himself in a, a tweet you put out. Then he goes, "It's a it's a privilege to wear this this number nine. Yeah. Now he'd never he'd never say that a year ago. Anyway, when you're struggling to probably score, mm. you're probably scoring one in four, one in five. Now he's coming out and you know, having the confidence to say that. Um, you know, fair dues to the lad. I mean, he's he's because he was splitting opinion amongst the fan base. I was always saying, he's, "There's an athlete there, but is there a striker?" Mm. I think we're all pretty That's much. What we all say, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, I swear whether you could, whether you could get to that level because he's not a natural striker. That was what we were questioning. Because I think last season's an, an interesting comparator. There were quite a few moments last season where we had some good chances, mm. and I'm trying to think of the games. It's City where we had that golden chance and hit it down the middle of the goal. Mm. Yeah, and it was. it was knocked off the line. Yeah, I think chances like that were great examples of where you know his shot selection could do with better work. It's a bit of calmness in front of goal. I mean, you, 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 if you're going to be critical again, even even in that Burnley game when we needed to unlock the door, I know he eventually got the winner. He had a quite simple header, didn't he? In, in, was it the first half or the start of the second first half? First half, yeah. Was it where Luca Dean put it in? And he put it over the bar. Again, good movement. He's got in between the two centre-halves and he's jumped, he's headed it on the way down, isn't he? And he's put it over. And you're thinking, that, you know, a top forward there, bang, that's, that's in the back of the net, isn't it? So, if you're going to be super critical, he's obviously not the finished article. We are obviously lauding him here. I think he's improved a lot but he's, like, like Ancelotti says himself there's still way more room for improvement of course, improvement of course there is. and he knows that himself I mean he's what 23 in March um, he's got many many years ahead of him so you know he's not going to get his prime until 28-29 so imagine you know if he can just keep on the same road learning from the best you know with, with the manager quality around him if we can bring in a bit more quality around him as well then then he can really really thrive and I hope I just hope for you know that he, he does does kick on and he does become the event number nine for years to come because what, what a story that would be you know yeah, and he's, he's a real grounded lad as well isn't he he's yeah he's a humble he's, lad I mean, yeah. Yeah, he's, 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 I mean again I'm sorry he said that didn't he? he's quite a quiet lad doesn't yeah. really say much but I think he respects that because he's quite like that himself isn't yeah. he? You know, he's, 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 he's not in your face he's not a typical like brash young lad um, but an interesting comparison we were saying Abraham there another one I wanted to make was also Solanke as well because Solanke was coming through the side at the same time with the England set up wasn't he mm. <laughs> but hasn't he scored I mean he well, he was it? 20 million and he scored something like one in the last 56 games 50, I, yeah I put this tweet out yesterday he scored one in 56 Premier League games um, now bear in mind Premier League came through at the same time with England, England youth as well didn't they yeah. he, was getting, he was getting the nod ahead of he Carlton was. and then Bournemouth signed from Liverpool for 20 mil and it was like at the t- I mean that was when 20 mil I know what transfer fees have gone up but even then it was like 20 million quid you know it was a I bad signing that it? and he's just he's, don't get me wrong I don't think Slanky is a, is a bad striker probably not in, in the in the best of sides there but if you're scoring one goal in 56 Premier League games just, you're, not a, you're not a top top striker and Calvert-Lewin for me is, is by far even, even when he signed for Bournemouth Calvert-Lewin was a better option for me I, I never, never rated him that high Slanky I was shocked when he went to Liverpool um, the fact they've got Liverpool managed to get twenty million through them. I mean that's incredible, isn't it? Really? It's, it's, they've got some kind of thing. I've needed them in Bournemouth. You know, Liverpool buys themselves out of Bournemouth. Like Jordan Ardwin for that money didn't need to Bournemouth as well. Smith, you know, those kind of players. But yes, yeah, Solanke's massively probably regressed, I'd say, over the last twelve months. And it there's no comparison anymore for for the two of them. It's it's night and day. If you if you're selling the two of them today, Carvalho will be going for sort of probably twenty five, thirty. Slanky would be going for 15 25 30, I think would be more than that. Yeah. I don't think he would. No, no, no. no. We've got to, we don't. No, no, I'm not being biased. I, I think if you think of his age, I don't think so. Eng- English talent is always a premium as well. He can't, he's, he's not worth, I would say, 5 million quid more than. Um, 
Well, Slanky's gone backwards, though, hasn't he? Slanky, I know, he yeah. Slanky for like, 10. Like 10, you said, he was 20 million before transfers went stupid as well. So I think the fact is that he's English, English premium, I think he's worth more than that. But you've got, got to be a bit a, a bit real about it in terms of he's picked up his form in recent weeks. We know, obviously, he's got the, the right attributes. He's got, he's got to sustain now, hasn't he? The, to prove that you're a top striker to go for, say, 40, 50 million quid, you've got to sustain I'm that. I'm saying is that echelons, but I do think, yeah, the fact you pay English... I mean, we're not going to sell him anyway, by the looks of it. I mean, I think Ancelotti's... You know, wants to keep him in the team, doesn't he? Doesn't look like we're going to sell him. It doesn't look like we're going to bring anyone else in either, especially not in January, which is interesting. Yeah, because Ibra's gone to Milan now, hasn't he? Well, Ancelotti um, said he, he doesn't want to. He doesn't want to strengthen up top. And, and why would he? To be honest with you, because you've got goals in your Charles and you've got goals in Calvert Lewin. Keane seems to be now picking up. He's, he's getting up to the pace, a pace of the game. They can all rotate. We can play one off front. We can play two off fronts. There's no real need to. And, and it will help. We've been linked midfielder, haven't we? Tish um, Mertens is one who's, yeah. who you think could be a guy. Senior as well. He's obviously yeah. in, he's coming towards the end of his, mm-hmm. his contract. Whether we can pull those away from Napoli, they're easy links, aren't they? Because of obviously yeah. the answer. I mean, cool Bali's won't go away. I mean, I was thinking like you, know, you and I, Pete, were saying off off my end, thinking you were saying no chance. But then you know he's twenty nine years old. You know, he's, he's, he's he was, he was linked to like the top top sides though wasn't didn't, he didn't quite see the, the chance it just didn't think it would fit with the well, the so called transfer model of the club you know 29 to pay big big money for a yeah. centre half I mean I'd, I'd bite your arm off for him because I think you'd get three or four years out of him it'll still yeah. be a loan you, think, you know what Italians are like Italians are defenders they like to have you know you braze at the back of 55 something like that do you know what I mean <laughs> they, love, they, love, they love to have the experienced heads at the back but it'll still I think, I think a loan for it um a centre half is probably what's on the cards, you know. Brand. Would you go back in Vizima? I mean, I mentioned yeah, it yeah, Pete, would you? yeah, definitely. Yeah, there's, yeah, Chelsea going to. I think Chelsea going to go in and spend big. Well, apparently, it's very like they're going to spend under fifty million quid in January because obviously they spent nothing in yeah. uh, the summer transfer window. So yeah, it looks like they're going to get Sancho, and then, so they'll probably, you know, they'll get probably. I would imagine they might even go and cool by themselves, might they? Possibly yeah. so, but I, th- I think yeah, I think I'd say care too, man. I think he's done okay uh, at Chelsea and in. In a side that likes to rotate centre halves and Very rotate, well. yeah, rotate formations yeah. and play three at the back, play you know, play two centre halves, play different partners. So, yeah, he, he's a natural. You know, get him on over six months. Absolutely fine with that. And I, I'd be happy if that was our business. I'd be quite happy. I think, obviously, the, the ship's being steadied. We look more of a threat. I know it's early days under Ancelotti, but we did under Ferguson as well. You know, we, yeah. we, we players we coming runs. back. Players coming back from for injury. Spencer Arthur probably do us in January and then well, let's when's Gabamin back does anyone know there's rumours he's, he's going to be back in training over the next few weeks to be honest with you so right? yeah, yeah. Which, is, which is positive um, Gomez, is, wa- Gomez is walking around quite freely when he was decorating his Christmas tree the other week he was he was <laughs> hey, not, nothing on no, no, <laughs> yeah, no, no cast no boot nothing and he was walking around okay so yeah we could have them back by sort of February March I mean, Kabamin, nice. you'd like to think by mid, mid, mid January, end of January, be pushing. pushing I'd, I'd love to see him just, just get back before the end of the season and get a few games. To be honest with you, because it's going to be a, a long road back for, for him, unfortunately, because he was just, you know, he was just starting to pick up the pace of the, the Premier League, and it's, it's like going back to the start again with him. But um, they, you know, they say it all the time when you get injuries back, like having new signings, aren't they? When long term injuries, we've not seen anything of him, have we? No, yeah. not at all. And we miss Gomez, obviously, massively. Yeah. Um, I mean, Gomez and that, he, he, Ancelotti would love someone like him, wouldn't he? Yeah. yeah. I mean, he had Hamshik at, at, at Napoli, yeah. he was equally like a great technician. Mm. If he can get, you know, any sort of level out of Gomez like that, like, yeah. he, got, like, like he got out of Hamshik, then that would be fantastic for him, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, it would. But to, to close this bit, Calvert-Lewin, done great. 
and only going to get better for me. Um, but let's see. But let's we're just going to take a, a quick break with a, a few wise words from our manager, and we'll be back very shortly. The fact that the, 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 the club wants to build a new stadium, that means that they have a clear idea how to improve and to have success. And so it takes time. I don't know how long. Of course, for me, it could be good to be here when the, the, the new stadium will be open. And so uh, this is what attracted me. Welcome back to the final part of this week's Unholy Trinity podcast. As we look ahead to a difficult week, or what could be a difficult week, um, as we face Manchester City on New Year's Day, and then travel to the, the cesspit that is Anfield on the, on Sunday in the FA Cup. But if we look at City first, because it's it's an intriguing game, this for me, because you've got Man City who have fallen away in terms of you know the you know uh, facing or challenging Liverpool for the for the league title. Because for me, the league title's over; it's done. Um, well, Liverpool to lose now. They're not going to lose four or five games, are they? Yeah. So that that's that's over. So City, you know, they got got beat by Wolves, didn't they? Um, last minute, Edison sent off. They're just not the Man City of last season, are mm. they? Which is which is great. Which is great for any side facing them. They still got real quality. Don't get me wrong. They're still such a dangerous side. And they can tear anyone apart, but they just look to be absolutely shattered. They've not got the same grit, have they? Mm. I think. To see out games, I mean to have a two 0 lead, although they were down to ten men, to be two goals up. And um, when did they go two one? Was it about no, straight after they scored? No, but you, I think I think a couple of factors are really important to mention here. I think with City's City's form this season, um, they've won two Premier Leagues on the bounce. Right to to win to win three in a row is almost unheard of. Right to do that to to motivate your players to that next level to keep on going at it and going at it and going at it. Especially after the way they won the league last season, winning you know God knows how many games on the bounce to win it. So Guardiola there has got the motivation factor trying to motivate those players. Mm. Losing company has been huge for him because they've not replaced him, and he's not only just a natural leader, but they look weak at the back. Throw into that as well the key injuries they've had. I mean, to, you know they've lost Laporte for what last couple of months now. I don't know how long he's out for. Yeah, a long time. But, yeah. You know that's like Liverpool losing Van Dijk. Take Van Dijk out of that defence. Liverpool aren't winning all those games. Mm. Simple and straightforward as that. Mm. You know they, they've got the likes of Lovren and that coming in to replace him. Nowhere near the same level. I think Guardiola's got a bit of a case to answer there because when everybody knew the company was leaving, questions were asked about who he's going to bring in to to replace him, and he said he's not going to bring in another centre half. So mm. is that call on his shoulders a little bit? Yeah, a little bit of that. I think. I think you are right considering they knew he was going. Um, I think the, know, the biggest loss. So you have Fernandinho playing at the back, haven't they? Well, the biggest loss in terms of Vincent Company now, or as he was last season, because he wasn't Vincent Company of three or four years ago. It's his leadership well, qualities. That's, that's to say, it's that's him what, in the dresser, isn't it? It's exactly. him as a, as a figure. That's what they've like, lost. Like a totem of Manchester yeah, City. Totally. Don't forget, he was there for a long time. Wasn't a long time. He? Company yeah. came to City really when they were sort of top six side. Yeah, yeah. The, it, it, he's, a, he's a massive loss in terms of being a leader. So when you take someone. With that kind of personality and that kind of those kind of leadership skills out of a dressing room, it impacts you heavily. Play a manager, isn't it? Straight, straight away. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't look very well, but but, but, even, but, but even so, that's, it's a statement of yeah, the character of, course, of the manager. Yeah, of course it is. Yeah, I think that, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's it's a load of factors that have come in. Um, you know, they've lost some really key players. You know, Laporte being probably the main one. 
Aguero's been out for for a few games. I mean, Aguero, I mean, like probably yeah. the best Premier League striker on his day. Sane. Sane is a massive one for them because you know whenever they were in tight games against the likes of you know your Burnleys, you, you, you know nowadays Sheffield United, your Newcastle's, Sane's the sort of guy they used to turn to. Bit of magic running because obviously he's got pace, he's got trickery. He's out for the whole season. He's had a bad, bad leg break. But this is what I'm yeah. saying. Last season, City don't let a two-goal lead slip, yeah. whether I, they're I down to ten bit, men or I not away from fair, home. That was the first time that they've lost a game where Raheem Sterling scored. Yep. Something like sixty-five games they've been unbeaten when when he scored. For I did, I did, again, again, there's a caveat with that slightly in the fact that you know an unusual game. You know, they they had the keeper sent off after twelve minutes. They've just played a game forty-eight hours earlier. You know where they do. Uh, I think they beat Leicester, didn't they? They beat Leicester three one, didn't they? So, and that was a good win because they went one 0 down in that game as well. And they came back and beat them comfortably. But, but they didn't manage the game. No, I agree. They, they repeatedly gave the ball away to to Wolves for them to just to, to run it. You know, a, a reduced squad. No, I, I do. I don't, they I had see, no outlet I, I, at all because once they took Aguero off, I mean, not, I know they're not the type of team to hold the ball high up the pitch anyway. But the, their only outlet was on the counter attack and the way that Wolves set up. There was such little space to exploit. No, I, I do agree with what you're saying. I mean, to ask City to try and play, you know, a low block is unheard of, isn't it? I think that's the first time they were saying a Pep Guardiola team has had less than I think Wolves had 65 percent possession mm-hmm. or something like that, which is absolutely unheard of for, for for a Guardiola team. But I think there, I think there were special circumstances there. I think if they have 11 men, they win that game. It's as simple and straightforward as that. They went two up with 10. You know, they weren't one nil up after. The, you know, Edison got sent off they scored two goals with ten men I think they just ran out of steam ran out of legs towards the end they had, they had five um, shots Man City that's what I mean so they were trying to hold out and City don't play that way do they does that include the penalties <laughs> yeah well yeah how many how many of them but what um, I'm trying to say is, you know, that's like Allardyce Everton five they shots. played an informed Leicester team who just come off the back of beating us in a, in a, in a penalty shootout so they're high on confidence of winning games left right and centre and, and, and they made them look they made them look poor I mean I know Leicester were really poor against Liverpool the other day but City went 1-0 down you could have easily gone there 1-0 down here against an informed Leicester team but they came back and won pretty comfortably so you know, they beat Arsenal 3-0 away before that You know, I know Arsenal obviously in a bit of disarray but they won comfortably there so you know, De Bruyne scored a couple of worldies in that time as well so you know, we're going into this, into this game with a lot of confidence but I still, I still think you know, we'd, we'd happily snap around off for a point right now Oh, 100% yeah, yeah. I think that one of the key factors in the game we need to test Claudio Bravo mm. because he, he he's no Edison. He's not particularly big. Well, is Edison suspended now? Oh yeah, So you, you've got to you've got to test him because he's one of those he's one of those goalkeepers for me. He not a bad shot stopper, but start throwing crosses in right right down his throat. You know, corner kicks, free kicks, set pieces are going to be so it's really important. And when we are in, in that final third, test him. Just test him. No, Edison's you know, back in. They're playing Sheffield United today. Of course, they've got a game, haven't they? They've yeah, got a game, of course, yeah. United, yeah. yeah. So, so, interesting to be fancy. Going back to your point, mate. <laughs> yeah, going back <laughs> to your <laughs> point. <laughs> Test Edison. Start throwing crosses <laughs> on Edison. But, but, even, but even then, though, I think, I think that, I think that the, um, when you do get the chances, to, when you get in the ground area, you've, you've, got to, you've got to be brave. And this Everton side have shown on the two games uh, with Ancelotti that we are getting bodies forward. Different opposition, granted. But we are committing bodies forward. We are getting our, our wingers are coming in. We've got centre mid getting into the box. We've got to do that. We've got to we've got to take our chances because we know what it's like when you go to City. You know, as much as they're not on a great run of form and they're not in Man City last season, they're a dangerous, dangerous. Well, you start for the ball, aren't you? You start yeah. for the ball. You know, provided they don't get any sendings off, 
then you know they're going to have six or seven session mm. again. They do it against pretty much every team. Yeah. It's how we counter them, and that's going to be the key. Mm. We've done well. We've done well over there. We've got a decent record. I you know we've lost a few games. We've also beaten them, beaten them there a few times. Mm. Um, we've also had a few close games with Goodison. So I think we could cause them problems. The key is always when you go to the Etihad there, though, isn't it? It's just to keep them quiet, mm. keep them quiet. Try and still be in the game after the first half. Did we go two up front? I think he'll stick. I, st- I think he'll stick. I think he'll stick with what, what with the way we've been mm. playing. I think I think we'll revert to the way we played against Burnley. I think yeah. I think you're right there. I think they'll revert to a four four two without it, and then obviously three at the back. So we should, we, we could see Coleman start the game. Coleman come back in uh, again yesterday. I, I think they'll go with a very similar team to that. Um, I mean, personnel will probably be similar again. Mm. Um, but it'll be an interesting game because obviously they, they have been up and down themselves and. You have to then question now. Are they gonna, I mean, they won't completely give up on the league, obviously, but with the fixtures getting congested, they've got the FA Cup coming up themselves, they've got Champions League starting again in February. That's league, going to be his focus, isn't it? League Cup semi against United as well. Yeah. And yeah. But Guardiola pretty much admitted the other day that Liverpool are too far ahead now. Yeah. He said that. Um, so I think that, that shows you where they are. It's going to be all out for the, for the Champions League. It would take a miracle now, wouldn't it, to change the league? Massively, massively. Horrible you know. to say that, it? it is. Well, you know, <laughs> I, th- I, I think, though, I think this season, I think you, you're sort of more accepting because it's not, not as if they're going toe to toe and they're on level points and it's nip and tuck. And this, is, th- this league will be decided by the middle of April. But Liverpool have timed it perfectly, haven't they? Yeah. Because if you, we said this before, I mean, City really. Are the only real contenders yeah. on paper, isn't it? Because United are, are nowhere near it, Arsenal are nowhere near it, Chelsea are nowhere near it, and there you're other teams that have won it in the last few years. Leicester, the fact that Leicester have been challenging them, and to be fair, you know, Leicester, I know that Liverpool beat them comfortably, City beat them. I didn't think they were great against us, no, I'll be honest no, with you. They were 2 no, no. up in that cup game when they played a full strength team, and you'd have to think, like, they didn't really, Vardy barely had a sniff in that game, no. barely had a sniff against Liverpool. We didn't give them a kick in the cup game. Leicester have just been the, the best of a not so great bunch. Correct. Kind of best yeah. of the best of the pack. Yeah, they've been consistent, and then they've had a bit of luck on the way as well. They've had mm-hmm. some great VAR decisions go for them, and therefore that's created a bit of momentum. And, and now they've come up against two class sides, and they've been exposed, haven't they? And that's a disappointing I mean, thing with yeah. us: the fact that Leicester are where they are, you know, they're sitting second in the league. And at the start of the season, we were talking about ourselves and them being pretty yeah. much on par. Yeah, they're no better than us. Are they? I don't think they are. They've had no injuries. And then, like I said, they've benefited, whereas we've not benefited from VAR. We said it before, and we're on 25 points now. We should arguably have a minimum of another five, minimum mm. of another five, mm. judging by the, the dodgy VAR decisions. That puts us on 30. We're only a few points behind. Yeah, yeah. You know, we're in the top five then all of a sudden. So mm. it just shows you the difference, isn't it? I mean, you know, going back to, to sort of, Mishiri made a really interesting comment on, on, on Talk Sport about how he really rated Silver as a coach so he's a fantastic coach but he said a good general has got to be a lucky general mm. I think that's absolutely mm. bob on yeah, yeah. in terms of how you'd probably rate Silver's tenure I mm. think there is a good coach there and he'll probably be successful really successful with the right team but you also need a bit of luck in footy don't you in any sport you need a bit yeah, of luck I mean, and he, we, and he wasn't getting anything was he we, are, we haven't had much over the course of the season but what are your thoughts prediction wise? I got Bernie spot on by the way. I said 1 0. Remember, we went down 3 2 1. So I was bang on with that. I'm pretty sure I said Everton 2 1 against Newcastle as well. So I'm on full points. I'm on that double check. We'll, we'll, we'll listen to that. Yeah. What, are we saying, what are we saying for City then on the, on Wednesday? I'll go 1 1 draw. Where? I was going to say the same. I, I, I think you 1 0. You're going to say that now, aren't you? <laughs> just, just to be different to peace, I'm going to say 0 0. <laughs> I'm going 1-1. I think I, I think it'll be a score draw. I think it'll be if we can stay in the game and not go behind early. I do think uh, we'll cause them problems because obviously we are committing players forward. And you know what? 
You never know which strange things about. We might even nick it. Yeah, well, we look at the form table. It. Last five games, three wins, two draws. Yeah, exactly. We, we might like, even yeah. nick it. You just don't know, dear. I mean, it's strange things have happened. They're not in the great greatest of form. Uh, although they have been sporadic, sorry. Um, do they go into it? You know, a bit leggy as well. It'll, it'll be interesting to see how they play against Sheffield United today, actually, because that'll tell you a lot. Because Sheffield United will give it everything. Yeah. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how they how, how they come out in that game. But. Um, We'll see, we'll see, we'll see. How, they've just got class all over the pitch. I mean, you could watch the Bruyne play all day, couldn't you? Yeah, I mean, he, he could do anything. On, yeah, it's on quality, the isn't he? It's quality. Um, I think I think it'll be, I think we'll cause them more issues than maybe we have done in recent games. And I think it'll be it'll be one one. Well, they they obviously they got they got a cup game against um, Port Vale on right. Saturday, so they're not going to bring the changes are they, for the, for our game. I wouldn't have thought that. Yeah. So they're going to probably be full strength. The Bruyne, real deciding factor, fabulous yeah. player, Sterling. Obviously, scored a couple against Wolves. They're, they're a quality side, but let's you know, there's, there's definitely, definitely, we're in, in with the shout there going in. We're in good form, attitude, spirits, all high. Um, so let's, let's see, but I don't think it'll massively determine how we enter Anfield on Sunday. I don't think the city gave it's a free hit, isn't it? So, in terms of going to Anfield and traveling there for the FA Cup day of down game. We, we should go there, I think, high in confidence, shouldn't we, regardless of the City game? Yeah, you'd hope so. I think especially, again, not you know, not to keep going back to the manager, but we have got the Ancelotti factor at the moment. Yeah, He's got a good record against Liverpool. I think the players will buy into that. I think the players will know that. You know, that Ancelotti's a manager that's gone there with teams and has won. Yeah, and he, he knows. I mean, obviously, Napoli have beaten Liverpool this season at home, and they've got a draw away at Anfield. I'm not saying by the way that we're Napoli, but you've got a manager there who's got the experience of, of playing Liverpool. Well, he knows how they played, and he? he knows how they set up. He talked about it in, in, in after that game um, at Anfield when he said, "Look, you've managed to restrict them from scoring here. Have you done it?" And he pretty much just said, "We managed to, you know, with Liverpool, you can't let them run riot against you. You've got to contain them in tight spaces, and and, and that almost like split the pitch up into smaller areas and try and contain them in that area. Because one thing Liverpool are in transition, as they showed against us." They're deadly, aren't they? They're absolutely mm. deadly. They've just got so much pace. Um, and then look, look, look at Trent the other day. I hate to say it. I mean, you know, talking about fantasy as well. I couldn't believe it. But anyway, um, no, I'll be joking. But what I'm saying, <laughs> he's not. I'm not really. <laughs> but um, no, what I'm trying to say is that you know they've, they've got a they've got a right back there. Pete's he, just dropping balls all over yeah. the place, there, Don't worry. They've, they've got a right back there who's hasn't got some like. 19 assists in the last two oh, seasons it's, 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 it's absolutely it's, ridiculous yeah, it's crazy. combine that with the pace and they have that front for me you've started to show a bit of form you know the, the, everything's going look when you're on a villa everything's going for you but yeah. I said it the other day though it says a lot the likes of Flamengo who gave them gave them issues didn't they they played a full strength team against Flamengo then Flamengo took them all the way probably possibly could have nicked it but everything's going for them whereas yeah. before you'd say look you know when they've lost the World Club Cup before I saw a great comment when that game was on the Flamengo game go on a blue put on Twitter yet yeah, the the um, the officials clearly haven't read the script here that you've got to give all the decisions to Liverpool, yeah. which yeah, is why yeah. it's nil nil. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. a ninety fourth minute pen again. Yeah, they, yeah. The ninety fourth yeah. minute pen, and obviously they've overruled it. You know, and then you're thinking, great, they actually get get nicked in. Yeah. They still managed to nick it, but um, look, everything's going for them. They're going to win the league. It's, it's horrible to say, unless an absolute catastrophe happens for them. They get a few injuries. Um, but we've just got to go in there again and just try and express ourselves. We'll, we'll fill out the away end again. Is this what, 8,000? 7,997. 7,997. Um, 
But you know, when Sigurdsson scored, approximately. What a limbs moment that was when Siggy scored that goal. And it, yeah, great. The fans will be there in full voice. It could be a great game. I think they'll rest a few players as well. I, I think, th- think they'll do it. I think they will. I'll be honest. I think I think the they're going to put a lot of focus and emphasis on on the league because they know it's theirs to lose now. Who's they got next game in the league? Do you know? After us. I don't, I don't keep a sack of Liverpool. They're playing Wolves today, aren't they? So yeah. Wolves today. Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll find out for you. But it, I know they've got home. They've got three home games on the balance. I know that. So. <laughs> obviously, they've got the game in hand, haven't they, against um, West Ham as well. Don't forget. They've got to play that so game. walk over. Play the 12s against them. David Moyes' West Ham. Tottenham away is the next game. Right, okay. Yeah. So then they could rest play because that won't be an easy game, will it? It's no. a bit, it's a bit, well, you know, Tottenham on the day. Not, not particularly they, they, they've had a bit of an upturn on the Mourinho but not, not particularly far on all cylinders but the obviously quality side Mourinho will get him up for it won't he well, he, yeah. likes, he likes an upset he likes the, the yeah. attention yeah but you know Liverpool I think will make changes um, according to Sky this is the other day they had to got an injury crisis at Liverpool well the players they haven't got who are fit was it uh, Matip Lovren and Alexander Arnold will you uh, not uh, Chamberlain Oxley Chamberlain the only three that I can name but how many have we got had how many a Bournemouth goal had it's not an injury crisis they're missing like two or three players and, and probably the first team. wouldn't even start with him we can't so it's just it's, it's, they've, got the, they've got the sky at the end haven't they but it's it's such a United at home by the way before they play us the before off yeah, New, New Year's Day Wolves yeah. at home Sheffield United at home so they but, can probably rest players against them couldn't they but you, but you did say you'd be playing after us that's what oh you sorry said. I, that's what you said before. I, know, I meant to say before <laughs> depending on what type of team yeah, of course, against us. Of I do think um they can probably afford to rest a few against Sheffield United, can't they? I don't know. You know, Sheffield United, they, you know, they, yeah. they, they, they are causing problems this season. And, and they, like we said earlier on about them, they, they, they're an honest side and they're a better version of Burnley. And they caused them problems in the reverse fixture. It was 0-0, yeah. wasn't it, for most uh, of the game? Goalkeeping and, mistake yeah. cost, them, cost them the game. So, you know, they're not, they're not a bad side and they, and they will set up, they'll be rigid, they'll be uh, disciplined. Chris Wilder's got them got them playing some decent football on, on the on the council as well. So, listen, it's not an easy game against them, but... You'd expect Liverpool's qualities to come through in that game, but it's a massive game for us. This FA Cup, it's you know, if you, if you can go there and get through, then it's absolutely it's it's it does it does wonders, doesn't it, for, for the side and for for the feel good factor to continue with the club. And we we've got to go there and go for it. It's, mm. it's our only it, it's depressing to say, but it's our only chance of any form of silverware mm. this season. I'm not yeah. saying if we go after the FA Cup, the season's over, but it starts to feel very different, doesn't it, as a fan? It does, and we and we were there last season, weren't we? Went. We lost the um, the Millwall game, yeah. and it was season over. I think that would feel a bit different to that now with the change in manager, because you, you're looking, you're now looking up as opposed to looking down. Europe is not too far, so we've got aims and objectives for the rest of the season. Got really, I think Europe, Europe can be a real. If we can go on a run second half of the season now, um, you know, get keep the confidence high in camp, try not to get any more injuries. We've got every right to push this. De- definitely, but look, we all want a trophy, don't we? Of course, yeah. yeah, th- yeah what, what would you rather have, your European oh, place yeah, or no, anything? Of course, you do. Europe's not a trophy, obviously, is it? You know what I mean? So, yeah, I mean, hundred percent, you'd want a trophy. But I mean, if we can get into, if if Ancelotti can get us into the Europa League minimum, I mean, that'll be a boost for the. Players. I don't want to be in the Europa League. No, it's, 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 I think it's a poison chalice. I think it's a problem. Yeah, but, Competition's would too you big. Ra- yeah, but would you rather Europe or no Europe? You'd rather Europe. In terms of attracting players as well, it's going to help you. I, yeah, I, I, well, I'd rather not qualify for the Europa League and have a good shot at potentially getting into the top four. Yeah. That's what I'd, I'd what rather. Do you think, mate? I think Wolves have showed this year you can do both. You can, you can. You, you, you know, you, you do want European football. Love European football. I, I agree, though, with the, the competition is massive. 
and there's so many games and the impact on the squad's huge. But you've got to listen. What is important? You know, you got to the final; they were awful. If you want to be successful in football, then you've got to be prepared to. Yeah. To, to put Chelsea got to the final yeah. as well. So, I mean, and, and you need right. the squad. You need the reason well. why we've suffered in the past in it is that we've not had the squad there. Mm. So when we when we had to play two games in a week, we played pretty much the same players, and, mm. and their legs have gone. So I think it's important. Listen, it's a long way off, isn't it? Hopefully it'll be a nice problem to have. Yeah, we'll revisit that. But let's hope we get European football from an FA Cup. That's what we want. In terms of the derby, though, we've got to go there and believe that we can win. Exactly. And I don't think Everton have taken a side to Anfield that's felt like that for probably two or three seasons. Well, we saw what happened, obviously, in Silver's last game. And obviously, it's different now. The mentality, I'm sure, is different in the... The, the attitude we scored goals in that game we did we both, game. both defences were wide open but I think we I think we go into the game in a much better frame of mind and much you know the squad are probably together more I think Klopp gives us more respect there as well because mm. I think Klopp showed a real lack of respect in that game by resting key players mm. in that game I know they still went on to win obviously it's mm. pretty fine but you know that it did show a little bit of kind of, you know what I'll drop these lads and we'll still beat you yeah, yeah. I, I think he'll Ancelotti and that the fact it's Ancelotti the fact he's already referred to it as Ancelotti's Everton yeah. I think he will go go in quite you know strong strong team in that game mm. I don't think he'll risk it um, mm. because obviously you know like you said we're going in with, uh, almost with a different level of confidence than we have than in, in the last game but I think we can cause some problems you know, even with Van Dijk at the back they still look like they can, can see goals don't they yeah they're, listen they're not indestructible they're not unbeatable it's just you know they, they're going to they run a form we know they're a good side they got quality throughout, but you, you've got it. You know, Ancelotti is shown with Napoli. You can take the games to them. You can play them at their own game, and you can go there and get something from them. So, listen, if we get something in the game and get back to good or something for the replay, then fine. You know, but we've got to go there. You know, high in confidence and and believe we can go and win the game. Yeah. Well, hopefully, confidence is surely building. As I say, last five games, three wins, two draws, and you're thrown into the mix results against you know Chelsea, Arsenal, United, United. Yeah. And I think if we can go to City. And get something, put in a good performance. There's no reason why we don't go to Anfield confidence high, believing that we can win that game. So what are we saying then? What, what are our predictions for the game? It's hard to say at the minute, depending on how we go. But I do think, um, I think it'll be. What is it? Is it straight to pens? Is it like is it like no, a replay? No, replay. So it's replay. I think it'll be a replay. I think it'll be. I think it'll be a score draw. I think it'll be two two. Desmond. No, I'm going uh, Carlo Fantastico 1-0 away win to the Blues at Anfield with Charles and goal Anfield Road I'm going nuts yeah I'm going we've had a few bad days there haven't we 1-0 1-0 1-0 well, for me 1-0 I think we'll yeah. we, we, we get a replay I think, I think there'll be goals in it again though you know I do think there'll be goals in it it'd be, think... it'd be a lot tighter than it was in the league um, yeah. I think Calvert-Lewin will, will bag for us um, and it'll, it'll keep that, that feel good factor going um, but listen let's, let's wait and see important week another busy week um, as we rattle through the fixtures but thanks everyone for listening we'll, we'll be back post Liverpool and we're going to go through that game and obviously the City game on New Year's Day and we're looking forward to, uh, to being back at Goodison Park against Brighton the following week so we'll catch you then <laughs>
Social Podcast Network.